Welcome to evening prayer. Please join me in the first verse of hymn 112. Oh, Oh, 
morning for the evening prayer the fourth day begins with Psalm 22, found on page 385 of the Book of Common Prayer. We'll say the Psalms in unison. My God, my God, look upon me. Why hast thou forsaken me? And art so far from my help, and from the words of my complaint. O my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season also I take no rest, and thou continuest holy. O thou worship of Israel, our fathers hoped in thee, they trusted in thee, and thou didst deliver them. They called upon thee, and were hoping. They put their trust in thee, and were not confounded. But as for me, I am a worm and no man, a very scorn of men, and the outcast of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out their lips, and shake their heads, saying, he trusted in God that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him if he will have him. But thou art he that took me out of my mother's womb. Thou hast my hope when I hang yet upon my mother's breast. I have been left unto thee ever since I was born. Thou art my God, even from my mother's womb. Oh, go not from me, for trouble is hard at hand, and there is none to help me. Many oxen are come about me. Fat bulls of Bashan close me in on every side. They gape upon me with their mouths, as it were a ramping and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart also in the midst of my body is even like melting wax. My strength is dried up like a potter, and my tongue cleaveth to my gums. And thou shalt bring me into the dust of death. For many dogs are come about me, and the counsel of the wicked layeth siege against me. They pierce my hands and my feet, I may tell all my bones. They stand staring and looking upon me. They part my garments among them, and cast lots upon my vesture. But be not thou far from me, O Lord. Thou art my succor, haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my guardian from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth. Thou hast heard me also from among the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. O praise the Lord, ye that fear him. Magnify him, all ye of the seed of Jacob, and fear him, all ye seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the lowest state of the poor. He hath not hid his face from him, but when he called upon him, he heard him. My praises of thee in the great congregation. My vows will I perform in the sight of them that fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. They that seek after the Lord shall praise him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember themselves and be turned unto the Lord. And all the kindreds of the nation shall worship before you. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the peoples. All such as be fat upon earth have eaten and worshipped. All they that go down into the dust shall kneel before him and no man hath quickened his own soul. My seed shall serve him. They shall be counted unto the Lord for a generation. They shall come, and the heaven shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born, whom the Lord hath made. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 
The Lord is my shepherd, therefore can I lack nothing. He shall feed me in a green pasture, and lead me forth beside the waters of comfort. He shall convert my soul, and bring me forth in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Thou shalt prepare a table before me against them that trouble me. Thou hast anointed my head with oil, and my cup shall be full. But thy loving kindness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here we the twelfth chapter of the first book of Samuel. And Samuel said unto all Israel, Behold, I have hearkened unto your voice, and all that ye said unto me, and have made a king over you. And now, behold, the king walketh before you, and I am old and gray-headed. And behold, my sons are with you, and I have walked before you from my childhood unto this day. Behold, here I am, witness against me before the Lord, and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Of whose ass have I taken? Of whom have I defrauded? Whom have I oppressed? Or of whose hand have I received any bribe to blind my eyes therewith, and I will restore it you? And they said, Thou hast not defrauded us, nor oppressed us, neither hast thou taken aught of any man's hand. And he said unto them, The Lord is witness against you, and his anointed is witness this day, that he hath not found aught in my hand. And they answered, He is witness. And Samuel said unto the people, it is the Lord that advanced Moses and Aaron, and that brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt. Now therefore stand still, that I may reason with you before the Lord of all the righteous acts of the Lord, which he did to you and to your fathers. When Jacob was come into Egypt, and your fathers cried unto the Lord, then the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, which brought forth your fathers out of Egypt, and made them dwell in this place. And when they forgot the Lord their God, he sold them into the hands of Caesarea, captain of the host of Hazor, and into the hand of the Philistines, and into the hand of the king of Moab, and they fought against them. And they cried unto the Lord, and said, We have sinned, because we have forsaken the Lord, and have served Balaam and Asheroth. But now deliver us out of the hand of our enemies, and we will serve thee. And the Lord sent Jerubiah, and Gideon, and Jephthah, and Samuel, and delivered you out of the hand of your enemies on every side, and ye dwelled safe. And when ye saw that Nahash, the king of the children of Ammon, came against you, ye said unto me, Nay, but a king shall reign over us, when the Lord your God was your king. Now therefore behold the king whom ye have chosen, and whom ye have desired, and behold, the Lord hath set a king over you. If you will fear the Lord and serve him, and obey his voice, and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall both ye and also the king that reigneth over you continue following the Lord your God. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall the hand of the Lord be against you, as it was against your fathers. Now therefore stand and see this great thing, which the Lord will do before your eyes. Is it not wheat harvest today? I will call unto the Lord, and he shall send thunder and rain, that he may perceive and see that your wickedness is great, which ye have done in the sight of the Lord in asking you a king. So Samuel called unto the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day, and all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. And all the people said unto Samuel, Pray for thy servants unto the Lord thy God, that we die not. For we have added unto all our sins this evil, to ask us a king. 
And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, ye have done all this wickedness. Yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And turn ye not aside, for then should ye go after vain things, which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. But I will teach you the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord, and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider how great things he hath done for you. But if ye shall still do wickedly, ye shall be consumed, both ye and your king. You're ready, first lesson. The Magnificat. My soul doth Of hope unto the end, that he be not slothful, 
but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things, in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation, who hath fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil, whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made in high priest forever, under the order of Melchizedek. They ran the second lesson. The Lord delivered us. Lord, thou lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. All thy eyes have seen, thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to Oh God, make clean our hearts, 
good counsels and all just works do proceed. Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, to the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light the darkness we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The order for Holy Communion is found beginning on page 242 of the Book of Common Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. God spake these words and said, I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt have none other gods but me. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not make for thyself any greater image, nor the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down to them, nor worship them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, and visit the sins of the fathers upon the children under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and show mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day, Six days shalt thou labor and do all that thou hast to do, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do no manner of work, thou and thy son and thy daughter, thy manservant and thy maidservant, thy cattle and the stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt do no murder. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not steal. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his servant, nor his maid, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is his. Lord, have mercy upon us, and write all these thy laws in our hearts, we beseech thee. Let us pray. O Lord, our Governor, whose glory is in all the world, we commend this nation to thy merciful care, that being guided by thy providence, we may dwell secure in thy peace. Grant to the President of the United States, and to all in authority, both wisdom and strength, to know and to do thy will. Fill them with the love of truth and righteousness, and make them ever mindful of their calling to serve this people in thy fear. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. The College Epistle and Gospel appointed for the Tuesday before Easter is found beginning on page 112 of the Book of Common Prayer. 
Almighty and everlasting God, who of thy tender love towards mankind hast sent thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon him our flesh and his suffer death upon the cross, that all mankind should follow the example of his great humility. Mercifully grant that we may both follow the example of his patience and also be made partakers of his resurrection through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The portion of Scripture appointed for the Epistle is written in the 50th chapter of Isaiah, beginning at the 5th verse. The Lord God hath opened mine ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiters, and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting, for the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. He is near that justifieth me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is mine adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God will help me. Who is he that shall condemn me? Lo, they all shall wax old as a garment. The moth shall eat them up. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness, and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord, and stay upon his God. Behold, all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire, and in the sparks that ye have kindled. This shall ye have of my hand, ye shall lie down in sorrow. He read the epistle. The Holy Gospel is written in the 15th chapter of St. Mark, beginning at the first verse. And straightway in the morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council, and bound Jesus, and carried him away, and delivered him to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, Art thou the king of the Jews? And he answering said unto them, Thou sayest it. And the chief priests accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. And Pilate asked him again, saying, Answerest thou nothing? Behold how many things they witness against thee. But Jesus yet answered nothing, so that Pilate marked. Now at that feast he released unto them one prisoner, whomsoever they desired. And there was one named Barabbas, which lay bound with them that had made insurrection with him, who had committed murder in the insurrection. And the multitude, crying aloud, began to desire him to do as he had ever done unto them. But Pilate answered them, saying, Will ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had delivered him for envy. But the chief priests moved the people, that he should rather release Barabbas unto them. And Pilate answered and said again unto them, what will ye then that I shall do unto him whom ye call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him. Then Pilate said unto them, Why, what evil had he done? And they cried out the more exceedingly, Crucify him. And so Pilate, willing to content the people, released Barabbas unto them and delivered Jesus, when he had scourged him to be crucified. And the soldiers led him away into a hall called Praetorium, and they called together the whole band, and they clothed him with purple, and plaited a crown of thorns, and put it about his head, and began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! And they smote him on the head of the reed, and it spit upon him, and bowing their knees worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple from him, and put his own clothes on him, and led him out to crucify him. And they compelled one Simon, a Cyrenian, who passed by, coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross. And they bring him unto a place, Golgotha, which is being interpreted 
the place of the skull. And they gave him drink wine mingled with myrrh, but he received it not. And when they had crucified him, they parted his garments, casting lots upon them, what every man should take. And it was the third hour, and they crucified him. And the superscription of his accusation was written over the king of the Jews. And with him they crucified two thieves, the one at his right hand and the other on his left. And the scripture was fulfilled and set, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And they that passed by railed on him, wagging their heads and saying, Ah, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself and come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests mocking said among themselves with the scribes, He saved others, himself he cannot save. Let Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross, that we may see and believe. And they that were crucified with him reviled him. And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness of the whole land unto the ninth hour. And at that ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is being interpreted, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of them that stood by when they heard it said, Behold, he calleth Elijah. And one ran and filled a sponge for the vinegar, and put it on a reed, and gave him to drink, saying, Let alone, let us see whether Elijah will come and take him down. And Jesus cried with a loud voice, and gave up the ghost. And the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And the centurion which stood over against him saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost. He said, Truly this man was the Son of God. Please join me in the Nicene Creed on page 246. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnated by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe one Catholic and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be May the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. The Lord God hath opened mine ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiters, and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting, for the Lord God will help me. This evening again we are met in our appointed scripture for the epistle with the prophecy of Isaiah. And it's no accident that his book is sometimes called the fifth gospel. For it provides so much useful 
beauty and context for understanding what's happening in what we're faced with in the gospel, of course. Uh, Mark telling us of the gruesome details that he was almost certainly a first-hand witness to um, in the crucifixion of Jesus. Chapter 50 is interesting because it moves out of chapter 49, which is sort of a, the, the mother, Israel itself, kind of in conversation with God. It moves into the sort of the children who are now calling back to God and seeking an answer. Um, it's sort of the first five verses that sort of then before our reading. What we find is that they're asking, why are we being rejected? And of course, God answers back. Why are they being rejected? It's for the very reasons that they're told over and over and over again that they will be rejected, right? For breaking the covenant, for, be, for sinning, for being rebellious, for being the very people who, you know, they've come to cleanse, the people who need to be cleansed. Again, though, this covenantal relationship between God and his people has not ended. There's a fascinating point where God says, show me the bill of divorcement right, between me and you. The remnant, the elect, are still in the hands of God. That covenant cannot be broken. We heard some of that tonight in our, uh, our epistle to the Hebrews. But again, sort of a theme that we face this both tonight and tonight, uh, yesterday and tonight, is that we can determine God's character by how he's acted in history. Right? It isn't a guess we have to make whether or not we can trust in God. We find that faith is a gift whose foundation itself is reality. It's a gift, but its foundation is reality. So, our reading picks up tonight with this voice of the servant, right? This is the third of the servant songs, right? Obviously important in Christian history because they show us so much of what we're seeing in the crucifixion. Um, what we find is that instead of the unfaithful Israel asking what's going on, we now have the one who is always faithful, saying he will be the one who will stand. He will be the one who will take what is thrown at him. In the exact opposite of what's happening to the unfaithful Israelites, right? As the more they worship Baal and Ashtaroth and all the gods of the heathen, the more they become like those dumb idols, right? The more they can't see, the more they can't hear. They become like the thing they worship. Right? It's a horrible flip side of that. As they renounce the image of God, they become more and more like dead things, which is, of course, where they're heading. The opposite of that is what we see in the servant. Right? The, his relation to God is such that he's now supercharged and energized to become this great thing. Um, we find he's more alive, more ready to be the kind of human mankind was always meant to be. And so in these moments of seeing the suffering servant, the servant preparing himself to be a, 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 an a sacrifice um, for others, we see that it's the true humanity coming forth, right? And it's a humanity that's not far away from God, a humanity that's more and more revealed as he's close to God. And it's, it's a fascinating aspect of it. And when he is covered in this loving obedience, he can face anything, right? He can face torture and death and even speak with wisdom to the people around him to, to, to keep them, keep their spirits up. Um, but what we find is that in today's reading in Isaiah 50, and of course in, uh, in, in Mark's gospel as well, we find that the servant isn't just met with pain, he's met with shame. Right? Um, this idea of his uh, uh, plucking off of his hair, right? he's being shamed. Um, you see an image of this in uh, uh, C.S. Lewis's The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe when Aslan's beard is plucked out um, by, by the evil creatures, by the witch. Um, it's the same idea. This is a shameful death he's being going through. Um, but what we find is that that closeness to God that elevates him to a higher level of humanity also prepares him to face shame. Right? Pain and shame together can't stop him from standing. And so he sets himself like a flint, like a rock, right? A rock against which the waves of rebellion and evil break, right? But they never break the rock, right? He can stand it, he can take it. We hear what this divine calling looks like um, when it's given to like, for instance, to Jeremiah, right? It's, it's a calling that's given to God's people as well. 
we, we hear, here we hear um, in Jeremiah in, in, in the first chapter. Thou therefore gird up thy loins, and arise and speak unto them all that I command thee. Be not dismayed at their faces, lest I confound thee before them. For behold, I have made thee this day a defense city, and an iron pillar, and brazen walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the princes thereof, against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. And they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. So there's this divine protection around him, that even kingdoms can come against him, and they will fall. The kingdoms will fall, but he will stand. Right? This is the same protection we see in the servant. And so when we hear something like, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? It's very useful this night that we read all of Psalm 22. Because we see that rather than what one sometimes hear, that Jesus is suddenly caught in this moment of doubt or horror um, and stops trusting his father, is separated from him in some strange way, it's actually the rabbinical method of invoking an entire psalm just with the first part. And so when we read that whole psalm, what do we find? We find triumph, right? We find triumph. Um, it's a psalm of tribulation into triumph. And so there's an assured triumph that's coming for the suffering servant. And it's not just for the suffering servant, right? Because of what Christ has done, he then bestows that upon us. As Paul writes in Romans 8, in conversation with this very chapter in Isaiah, he writes, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is God that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so we end tonight responding to Isaiah's command not to trust in our own fire made from sparks, right, from the sparks we have within ourselves, because that fire we make ourselves will always go out. It'll always die, right, just like the idols are dying. No, we are to trust in the God who saves us because he loves us, and shows that love in the death and resurrection of God the Son. It's concrete. It's real. That is a fire, right, that will burn forever. And what we are assuredly told is that that light of that fire will shine in all the dark corners of the world and even in the dark corners of our hearts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ Church militant here on earth. Almighty and ever-living God, who by the holy apostles has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men, we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to receive these our prayers, which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord, and grant that all those who do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word, and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also so to direct and dispose the hearts of all Christian rulers, that they may truly and impartially administer justice, to the punishment of wickedness and vice, and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and pastors, especially Peter, our bishop ordinary, that they may both by their life and doctrine Set forth thy true and lively word, 
and brightly unto thee administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with me, God, and due reverence, they may hear and receive thy holy word, to thee serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we must humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all those whom in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity, especially those for whom our prayers are desired. And we also bless thy holy name, for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to give us grace so to follow their good examples, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, Almighty God, that the words which we have heard this day with our outward ears may through thy grace be so grafted into thee in our hearts that they may bring forth in us the fruit of good living to the honor and praise of thy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The peace of God which passeth all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Please join me in the fourth verse of hymn 112. My days of evil fail not with thy Hi. Uh -huh. 